Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis. Go green with solar panels or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. It is You Better You Bet. It is a terrific football Tuesday with the scouting combine going on right now in Indianapolis. It is Nick Costos, it is Ken Barkley, and it is you here with us on the BetQL Network, simulcast by our friends at Stadium for the next two hours. And it's going to be a badass two hours of wagertainment coming your way. 20 minutes from now. For the first time, when was the last time we put the bucket hats on? Was it was it like August, we, like September? We want to do six man. You want to do six man first, or do you want to not do six? Yeah, man? We, we, we should probably do because I kept teasing. Do it later in the show. Do six man. Yeah, we can we do it at some point. Yeah. Whenever you want to do it. Yeah, you get the pick. At, at some point, at some point, we will. At some point soon, we will don the eight buckets bucket hats. Which, by the way, you can buy it. You better you bet shop.com. The eight buckets bucket hats, and we will talk about win totals. This coming NFL season for the teams in the AFC. We've got a lot of rumor, a lot of innuendo, a lot of scuttlebutt from the NFL scouting combine. We will distill that down into the betting perspective and talk about all the teams in the AFC as we guess their win totals. We'll talk about free agent moves that these teams are going to have to make, what they might do in the draft, uh, roster changes, all sorts of good stuff coming your way over the course of the rest of the show, talking National Football League. We'll give you golf bets in the final hour of the show with our friend Ryan Noonan. All of our bets for tonight in the final hour, power hour, NHL, NBA, and college hoops. But joining us right now to talk some NBA... This is really awesome. Like, newest member of the Odyssey team. Great to have him on uh, on our show here and on the BetQL Network, talking all things National Basketball Association. Longtime NBA reporter. You've watched him on ESPN. Great to welcome him to our team now. Odyssey Sports NBA insider Nick Friedel. Insider calls brought to you by the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It is, in fact, equipped for adventure. Nick, welcome to You Better You Bet. Nick Costos and Ken Barkley, great to have you on the team. How's it going? Nick, it's great to be with you guys. And, uh, Ken, I have followed Lockie Lockerson for years and years, so it's cool for me to uh, to be uh, talking and, and having this conversation with you all as well. Well, th- thank you. I, I It's so funny you say that, Nick, because I uh, we tweeted out that you would be on the show, and I, I clicked your name, like, what have you been what have you been talking about recently? And I go, oh, my God, that's right. He follows me. Like, I totally forgot. I think we had some interaction years ago. I think I was like when I was writing a book about college football or something, we might have interacted. But uh, awesome. Appreciate that, obviously. But gu- guessing maybe, maybe then, that you're like a little more betting inclined than maybe some people might have thought when you come on to you. I'm not asking if you dabble on like sides and totals necessarily, but you, you have a good idea what's going on, uh, you know, betting on the NBA title, MVP, all that stuff. Well, you know, what's funny is all my friends, I, I mean, I, I can only imagine it's like, 
so many other people that listen to y'all's show. Our entire text threads are just football <laughs> bets. <laughs> That's all anybody talks about uh, anymore. This, this, these are the guys with two, three kids. You know, they've got a couple hours free on Saturday and Sunday. It is just straight. Who are you taking in these football games? Now, I, of course, keep an eye on what's going on in the NBA, but I have made it a point through the years not to touch any of it uh, for for obvious reasons, although it does seem like the line is getting blurrier uh, day by day as far as that's concerned. But certainly with with football, I, I know exactly what's going on uh, all the time. But with basketball, because of what I've done for so long, it is kind of funny because my friends are always like, what do you think here? And, and it, at least day to day in the NBA, I always tell them I've seen so much crazy stuff happen. <laughs> the best advice I can give you usually is to stay away. But uh, I keep an eye on what's happening for the awards and, and team totals and all of that. And uh, I have a pretty good feel for what's going on. We can appreciate Nick's perspective there. And I, I asked someone in the NFL this year who like works on like a works for like a team, basically, like, hey, what do you think the team just like offhanded? You think they can like think they'll win this weekend? I didn't I was not asking like, should I bet on this team? It's just making conversation. And the person replied to me, under NFL mandate, I cannot answer this question. I'm like, whoa, buddy, like I'm not gonna narc on you here. We're just two friends having a conversation. It's not that serious, but people can understand and respect where Nick's coming from and respect there to the NBA. And Nick, we'll talk NBA better in a second, but since you mentioned uh, you talk with your friends about the NFL and college football betting, we all do. Uh, how, how did the season go for you, betting on the NFL and college football, if you did? Yeah, not well. <laughs> and, 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 it, and it doesn't really... Uh, it could always go a lot better. I, I think one of my most fun uh, moments is like, like again, so many other people out there. I, my friends would always try to get a Vegas run in and uh, I think that's the biggest key for me and my friends with the gambling is nobody's under the impression that uh, we're going to, to win, but it is the camaraderie that comes with it. I mean, it is crazy because I'd say, especially in the last three, four years, and as betting has become more legalized across the country, you know, you, you, it's like, hey, how are things going down there? And, you know, the next text is, uh, are we taking the Gators plus seven and a half? I mean, like, it, it is crazy how much it's permeated the the day-to-day even more. Uh, but, no, I I did not do very well. I thought the Niners were going to find a way uh, in the Super Bowl. And, of course, that didn't happen. So, uh, like always, I'm uh, – I'm just trying to get myself to March Madness and, and for that next run out to Las Vegas. Have you uh, have you looked at any teams for March Madness? I feel like we'll do NBA eventually, but you just keep leading us to, to more topics. I, I'm, I'm imagining that you spend so much time following the NBA, watching all the games, uh, talking with your friends about what's going on in the league, other media about what's going on in the league. Like, Do you make a lot of time for college basketball? Like, Have you watched some of the top teams? Do you have an opinion, or is this just going to kind of be like, eh, I'm going to pick one of the good teams and kind of like how everybody fills out a bracket? <laughs> so so am I going to approach it like a square? Uh, yeah, the answer is probably yes. But what I would tell you is uh, having having had certainly much more free time in the last few months, I have watched more college basketball this season than I have at any other point probably in the last 15 years. And, guys, I, I mean, I went to Syracuse. I was My freshman year was the Carmelo year. 
I have always loved watching college basketball. This is much broader than, hey, you know, what team would you take to, to win it all and be in the Final Four this year? But I just can't remember the product being this bad. I sit here and watch college basketball right now, and I'm watching these games. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And there are a lot of reasons why. I mean, we could talk all day about it. I know we don't have that much time, but it just seems very clear that the best college players aren't playing. Uh, and and whether they're in the G League or they're doing something else, or you, you don't know where they're going to be bouncing back and forth between schools now with the NIL stuff. The product in general is just not close to what I remember, again, now that I have time to focus on it. Having said all that, the, the team I like is Houston. Uh, do they have the offense that they're going to need game after game in the tournament? I don't know, but – the defense looks really solid. It seems like they're really well coached, and it seems like they're they're due. So uh, I wouldn't put too much money on it, though, because I'm watching these games, and I I, I always try to catch the Orangemen and see how they're doing. But, oh, man, to watch a regular college hoops game uh, without <laughs> throwing something down on it, uh, more power to anybody that, that can get through that right now because it just doesn't feel like the product I grew up with. I, 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 we're around, we're all around the same age, and it's, it's tough to disagree with that. And I won with Baylor last night against TCU. Let me tell you something. That's a terrible basketball game, atrocious <laughs> basketball game. Also, I won money on it, which was awesome. Also, it was a, it was an absolutely terrible game. You better, you bet here on a Tuesday. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, joined by newly minted Odyssey Sports NBA insider Nick Ferdell, who's, who's awesome and like loves to bet. Uh, not on the NBA, which he's covered for a really long time, but he's great on Twitter at Nick Ferdell. So, Nick, let's talk some NBA betting here. Uh, who do you think is going to win most valuable player? Uh, I think it's Jokic. Uh, yeah, I always take my cues uh, from uh, Timmy B's straw poll that he's been pumping out now the last few years, Tim Bontemps, uh, my old buddy. And uh, I think Jokic is going to end up being the guy. I know he had a, a push early in the season, and people got tired. They probably should have given him the award last year as well. But if he stays healthy and Denver keeps rolling, I just don't see anybody being able uh, to to topple him. But, you know, with the NBA, it's always a question of who's healthy in the end, where does the narrative lead voters towards. But if we were trying to figure it out right now in the moment, I, I'd be surprised if it was somebody besides Jokic. Nick, we, we talked a lot of this week, not just about MVP, but about, you know, who's going to win the NBA title because, you know, Jokic has been playing really well and Denver has been winning these games and they beat Golden State on Sunday. And like, I've been pretty adamant the whole year that I, I think Denver is the most likely team to win. And the betting market sort of agrees. Denver is second, but the overwhelming favorite to win the title is Boston. And on our show, at least, uh, we kind of feel like as long as Jason Tatum is Boston's best player, it's a pretty simple theory, right? As long as Tatum is the best player on that team, that's not good enough, no matter how good the team is. Uh, do you think that's unfair? And would it surprise you if Boston really did win the title this year? Uh, I don't think that's unfair because there are too many times, and this goes to your point, Ken, where you're watching the Celtics and you're watching Tatum, and he has these great games sometimes in the playoffs, and you go, okay, it is within him. And then there are other times it just disappears. He's not where he's supposed to be, and he's not carrying them in the biggest of games the way a star of his caliber should. So 
I understand what people think about Tatum. He's the only one that has the power to change the perspective there. It would not surprise me if the Celtics finally pulled all the way through. They're just so deep. They have been on a good run here for the last few months. They know they they fell off against Miami. And in that game seven, I mean, I was covering the heat last year. Guys, <laughs> Boston just wouldn't just take them as everybody. They, you know, they, they go down 0-3, then they come back the way they did in that game seven. Yikes. That was, that was something to behold because they just were never in it. I've always believed that that hangs with the team and that can motivate them, and that's all well and good, but this goes back to Jokic and the Denver part. To me, there's not a better team. To me, people don't understand how good the Nuggets are just because they don't really care about the Nuggets. Jokic is incredible, but he's just not a really interesting personality. I think a lot of that is by choice because I think it's it's within him. He just doesn't show that on a public level, but people don't care. I mean, a lot of people in Denver don't care about that team. That doesn't mean they're not the best because they are. And with the way they performed last year in the finals and with the confidence that comes with not only winning, but then trying to re-up and and playing the way they have throughout most of the year, I don't see a team beating them uh, in a playoff series if they're fully healthy. And I just think they're too good to ignore uh, at this point. Nick, we got about 60 seconds for this answer. I, I think Milwaukee is onto something big time here, and maybe Milwaukee's a team that's got a big enough ceiling to maybe beat Denver in the NBA Finals. Have looked great coming out of the All-Star break. Like a 15-point favor tonight over the uh, the suddenly really frisky Charlotte Hornets. Uh, I like Milwaukee in the game. Uh, do, do you see that high of a ceiling for Giannis, Lillard, Doc Rivers, and the Milwaukee Bucks this season in about 60 seconds? Nick, I think it's possible, but I, I just don't believe that it's all going to, going to come together for them this year. There are just too many questions, and what do you do defensively without Holiday? Giannis is that good, and I, I think he has the ability to carry them through. I just don't think he's going to be able to carry them through the East and then uh, through Denver. So uh, I think they're probably still a year away from where they need to be if they're going to get there. Uh, to me, it's Denver, then it's Boston, and it's everybody else. Nick, we got like uh, about 30 seconds left. Good answer there on Milwaukee. Selfishly, we are we are about to do a segment coming up right after, after you get off about sixth man of the year. Malik Monk of the Kings is the favorite. In about 30 seconds, like, do you think he's the most likely player to win? Like, you're around all these teams all the time. You cover all these players. You think this is wide open? What about sixth man here in about 30 seconds? Yeah, I, I mean, I, that's where I would probably lean in, especially with Sacramento and the way they like to play, which is very little defense and just flying up and down the floor. That's probably where I would go. But it's like any, anything else in those markets, especially for the the auxiliary awards, you never know who can get hot to finish off a year. But if it's me right now, I'd probably take months there. Uh, Nick, uh, there's good news and there's bad news here. The good news is is that we loved having you on the show. 
the bad news is, is that we loved having you on the show, the show so much. We're going to want to do this more often. So um, expect more phone calls and more texts to come on You Better You Bet because you, you did great. And it's great to have you on the team. Odyssey uh, Sports NBA insider Nick Friedel. We appreciate it, my man. Good luck with the bets. Non-NBA, of course, college hoops, et cetera. And we'll talk to you soon. Guys, I enjoyed the hell out of it, and I'll be here whenever you need me. Odyssey Sports NBA insider Nick Friedel joining us here on You Better You Bet. Uh, Insider calls brought to you by the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, equipped for adventure. I gotta tell you, one of the great laughs I've ever heard. Like his laugh, like makes me laugh and follows me. I forgot about that. (laughs) That that was that was a cool moment. I enjoyed that uh, a lot. NFL coming up next, and we'll talk NBA Six Man of the Year. Seconds left. Adebayo, he sticks it. That is an all-star shot. Right, guarded by Fox. Bam quickly doubled. Right, making with a sledgehammer. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Our pal Spiro Adidas getting a lot of run on the show recently on NBA TV last night. Here, here's how many players were out for the Heat. I don't even know who he's talking about in these clips. Like guys that are just like who was putting right? away oh, Sacramento. DeLon, right? DeLon, I think right? They have is DeLon right yeah. now. Yeah, because yeah. they got him. Uh, he's a buyout guy, maybe, or they traded for him or something. Because he played for a bunch of different teams. And, and then who, he said Bam was in there. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, what? Which of the Martin twins plays? Remember, he was in the playoffs last year. He was like in the rotation. Oh, I thought great. he said Morton. Martin. Martin makes more sense. It's like Mort- Morton. I think Morton so was one like, of the uh, Koopalings. I, think I was just going to say, <laughs> Morton was definitely one of the Koopas. Jimmy Morton, Butler like, was out, so here's uh, Iggy at Power Forward last night. Would be really I mean, good, right? Yeah, and uh, and, and they and they would have won. And that, that's what would have happened. And uh, last night, the Miami Heat did in fact beat the Sacramento Kings as uh. Matt Moore told us they would, and then we didn't bet it. Bad job by us. Uh, 121 to 110. And in that game, and by the way, we'll get to eight buckets in a little bit here, but we want to make sure we get six man of the year in, and then we'll do a lot of National Football League. In Sacramento's loss, uh, Malik Monk, the favorite to win six man of the year. He's a minus price still at BetMGM, minus 135 Malik Monk is. Malik Monk scores eight points in the game, goes four for 10 from the field. And in three of his last four games, Malik Monk has scored 12 points or less. So he's not exactly lighting up the scoreboard right now. And it feels like, and you know, Nick Ferdell said it in the last segment, Sacramento plays this run and gun style. Like Keegan Murray scored 28 points last night. Sabonis had a triple-double. De'Aaron Fox scored a bunch. It's not always going to be Malik Monk scores 25 points per game. And it's been more famine than feast recently for Malik Monk. But because this market has been, I guess, a down year for it, right? We talked about this yesterday. Monk remains a minus price, minus 135. Tim Hardaway, plus 375. Norman Powell, plus 450. Karis Levert at 18. Russell Westbrook and Nas, the world is his read at 20 to 1. My guy Bobby Portis is at 125 to 1. Just saying. <laughs> we'll see what happens tonight with the Bucks and the Hornets. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Um, yeah, like it. it I guess the problem here, Ken, right, and I'll, this is just my my take on it, it feels like Malik Monk should be, like, the most vulnerable of all vulnerable favorites, but all these candidates suck. So, like, what are we supposed yeah. to do here with six man of the year? I think you got it right. So, I guess, like, the, the philosophical question, right, is uh, I think almost every time we have a vulnerable favorite, that means there's, like, a lot of bets. And there's, like, the, there's this, uh, like, Confucius-like wisdom. It's like, well, what if what if all the candidates are vulnerable? Like, shut up, Confucius. Like, I have no time for this. So it just, it's, all right, like, yeah, Monk isn't perfect. And 
who who would you like to bet instead another way to look at that though i can flip it just as easily and i can say okay well he's a terrible candidate so anybody could win because he's a terrible candidate um in terms of so we did a little bit on this yesterday just to re-emphasize new audience whatever uh the two giant criteria like the two very obvious criteria that will predict the winner usually are points per game off the bench which is a really strong predictor that makes a lot of sense six man of the year is like a guy who comes off the bench and scores points so points per game off the bench something you should be looking at uh malik monk and tim hardaway jr are among playoff teams you are two leaders in that statistic uh, among people who have played more than like two games it's those two they're the two favorites in the market and then there is also a really 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 strong correlation to team success which doesn't exist in all of the other awards. Rookie of the year, for example, not at not remotely motivated by team success in most years. It'll be used this year for Chet Holmgren, for people that want to vote for him instead of Wembenyama. But like generally, that is a very much individual success award. Uh, and uh, most improved player also has gone to players on atrocious teams. Previously, Kevin Love won it on a team that won 18% of their games one time. So just like some awards are really, really big on team success and some aren't. This seems to be one that is. And uh, there was an interview that I thought was interesting. Karis Levert did an interview with like a NBA.com Cleveland reporter, I think yesterday. And basically was, uh, and a, a few players have been asked about six man of the year, like their own candidacy for the award. And he was asked about it as well, a place for the Cavs, for people who don't know, and had this answer where he basically explained to the reporter like how six man works. And he basically parroted like the way that we talk about it, where he goes, yeah, like it's not the guy who scores the most. It's usually like how MVP in a lot of sports is the best player on the best team. Sixth man is like the best bench player on the best team is like a good way to think of it. That's like how he framed it. And does he vote? I kind of agree with that. And that and that uh <laughs> that that comes through in Does he do betting contents or no? <laughs> does uh, he, he should, do betting contents? Yeah, absolutely. Uh and so I think like that shows through when you look at team success and, and scoring off the bench combined, right? It's not just if it was the guy who scored the most, like Jordan Clarkson would win the award. Uh, he will not get a single vote would be my guess this year because the Jazz are going to be terrible. And so he won't win. Bogdan Bogdanovich, same thing. Um, so the thing about Monk is like, how, uh, how much do you, so we have these two criteria and I, I, this is going to sound really simple, but like, this is what everyone's doing at the same time right now. That's trying to figure this out. Uh, you have team success and you have player success and you are trying to figure out how much to weight one and how much to weight the other. And the market is really heavily weighting player success to a certain extent over team success. It is not viewing them as equal because like Malik Monk and Tim Hardaway Jr. are scoring the most of like of of anybody who's relevant but they're not even close to winning the most so like that tells you right there that like there's more of an emphasis on scoring is that correct we don't really know we don't really have any idea whether that's correct or not there's basically no polling on this the small poll that was done hardaway and monk had the same number of votes i'm really reluctant to trust anything that poll said because there was some really wacky things and i'm not even sure how many actual voters were in it there could have been two um so just like cool like they're both we know they're both in the mix because they both got votes but in terms of an order or how far ahead a guy is we really have no idea um i, I said it yesterday like what the, the thing this market needs is for a team to rally behind supporting a player to win this award and that guy will just win because nobody else is talking right now. And I don't think people who vote even like care who it is because all these candidates are so bad. Great, like sell us on somebody, awesome. Um, I, I think the question is like, all right, Malik Monk averages 15.1 points per game off the bench. Karis Levert averages 13.8. His team's way better than Monk's team. Is 1.3 points enough that this guy should be minus 135 and Karis Levert should be 18 to one? Is that enough that like voters are gonna be like, well, that settles it. 
1.3 that does it like I, we don't know we have no idea um i think it's uh and I, I have a couple other points to make about sacramento too but i would just start with like he's definitely a vulnerable favorite he is the most likely player to win right now but the candidacy is extremely shaky and i feel like the slightest three to five game stretch could completely dis- combine with anybody saying anything about the award. And this isn't going to happen yet. It's going to start happening in March. That's usually when the campaigning gets going a little bit as you get toward the end of that month. We're not, we haven't had that introduced into this yet. Um, so Monk is the most likely to win. But, I mean, even like a couple games one way or another from a number of players, uh, I think could still potentially disrupt this thing. Um, is there anyone, like, does that mean like that you like Levert at this number? Is there anything to do right now? So I think... I'll I'll say like of the players at price, I think Lavert is the best price to bet right now. I think we feel really confident Cleveland's going to win a lot of games. They're going to win more than Sacramento almost for sure. Uh, and his price versus a price like Powell is Norman Powell of the Clippers is like much different. When the two players, uh, I project them to win almost exactly the same number of games, and Lavert scores more off the bench this year, and one's four fifty and one's eighteen. So, like, you tell me. Like, you tell me which one you would bet out of those two, knowing those two things are true, the two main criteria that end up determining the award. Um, Part of this could be, like, self-promotion, and one guy says he wants to win. But just knowing the two criteria, they project almost the same, and they score almost the same. Lavert scores more off the bench by a little bit, like an like sort of an indiscriminate amount. So that's, that's like, how I would look at it. Hardaway's problem is he's going down as Kyrie and Luca play more. And Hardaway comes off the bench with both those guys playing. He scores less, and he's not playing particularly well. And he shares the same problem that Sacramento shares, which is how many games is the team going to win, too? Um, This is the problem Luca has in terms of MVP candidacy. It can change, but you wouldn't bet on it, like, for sure that it's going to happen. So I think, you know, okay, so Monk, we've talked about his candidacy. Shaky. Hardaway going the wrong direction. Powell, 450, and there's no difference between him and, like, 16 other players. Uh, Karis Levert, 18. Okay, now, now maybe we're talking... Nasri 20, he doesn't score as much as Levert does by like a good amount, by about two points. But the team is the best team that will field a six-man candidate. They're going to win the most of the teams that will have a candidate like that. So he he has the big team success thing going for him. And again, like, well, they're going to vote for the score. We don't know that. We have no idea what the people are going to vote for. Um, and then like, you know, if you want to get really crazy, you like Bobby Portis. And I won't talk you out of it because like, it's really wide open. I asked a lot of people about Bobby Portis and I got a lot of responses back like absolutely not, but absolutely not's why he's 125 to 1. That's why he's 125 to 1 because it's absolutely not. And in a month I don't know if it's going to be absolutely not, maybe it's different. So, um Lavert at price, I think is the best bet on the board right now. The last note, where are we going here? Uh could, could say that about a lot of things. Sacramento uh an interesting like mini stretch here. Guns and, just had like a Guns and Roses flashback. Where do we go? Where do we go now? Uh, important to note, if you're like, well, when's the best time to bet this? Bet Malik like monks- Monk! Oh, bet Malik <laughs> Monk now! Charis uh, <laughs> Levert! Oh, man. The, uh, the Kings, so they lose last night. The next two games, if you're like, well, should I bet this now or should I bet this in a week? Should I not bet it at all? Should I bet it in a month? Uh, the Kings are about to play at Denver tomorrow and at Minnesota on uh, on Friday. Good luck. 0-2, probably. 
And uh, so they're they're about to lose two of their shaky team record to begin with. They're about to play two of the most difficult, other than at Boston, two of the most difficult games possible on a schedule. Um, it is likely, not impossible, but it is uh, it's you know it's likely they're going to lose both of those games. Now what happens? So I guess my point is like, if it looks like this now, what's it going to look like in five days when they're they're zero and two? Also, a really weird wrinkle here: Chris Duarte has started taking some of Monk's minutes. Jay Crouch, who comes on our show, we were talking about this yesterday or this morning, rather, where it's like I'm not even sure Monk's playing that much now. Like it's all shaky. So he can—he's the most likely player to win. But man, the ground underneath him is incredibly unstable, and anything anything any of these pieces move in any direction a guy has a great week on another team monk starts playing a little less the team loses a little more the whole thing falls apart like a house of cards hasn't happened yet but it is a house of cards that's what it feels like uh, i'm looking up uh a related story bobby portis's uh well pull that too bobby portis uh 13 and a half points is his uh is his prop for tonight against charlotte my bucket back up he's my bucks Right. I it's it's the Celtics conversation from yesterday because it's all like so listen, the people that right, you're asking about this, I'm I'm sure are much smarter than I am with the stuff. I have no No, no, doubt. no. I, I don't I don't I don't agree with that on this really, really because I, I pitched Missoula to a bunch of people and I got a lot of no's two months ago and three months ago, and then like now everyone's like, Oh man, you were like, so right. And I was like, Yeah, but like you gotta put yourself in that not now. Not like right now, like two months from now, what's going to happen? Missoula would never win coach of the year, right? People would laugh at you right now. But now everyone finally is like, oh my God, they could win a lot of games. Yeah, you think? The win total's been 63 for like three months. Um, like, what do you, what do you think is going to happen? I, I don't, I'm more open-minded on Portis just because like in a month, everyone could change their minds. In a month, everybody could change their mind about everything. People change their mind about DeMar Hamlin in three months. Like, like, so it's like let's let's remember that. That like how impossible did that seem in September and in January and February it happened barely but it did happen and it was viewed as a non-starter. This looks like a non-starter right now. I, it doesn't look good, but he is 125 to one, and they're gonna win. They might win a lot of games down this stretch. Again, like the slightest breeze and Malik Monk becomes like a terrible candidate for this award. It just hasn't happened yet, and it may never happen. It hasn't happened yet, but like there's a lot of time left for things to get again more unstable here. We'll know a lot about where the Bucks are going the rest of the season. Like, are they going to win to 55 games? Is sure. that going to happen? So a home and home coming up with the Hornets, the host Charlotte tonight, and then um, at Charlotte coming up on Thursday. Games coming up in the next, I want let's call it month. Yeah, in the next like month. Home sure. Clippers, at Warriors, at Lakers, at Clippers, at Kings. And some are saying... In the game that will determine six man of the year. Oh, Bucks man. And Kings. Do, take the crown. Circle your calendar. Take the crown circle from the, the guy date. who's got it. Oh, yeah. Circle the date. March Tuesday night, March 12th, 10 p.m. Eastern. Get your popcorn. Uh, home Sixers, which they should win that game. Home Suns at Celtics. And beat my Home back Thunder. Sixers. Home too. Lakers. Yeah, it's a brutal schedule. And then, like, it gets it gets easier down the stretch. Well, they're also and, really and good. It ain't an easy schedule. That's the other part. Yeah. 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 They, they, Got to be really good to win those games. games. Yeah, exactly. Um, They'll be in the mix. I think this could get really interesting. It's just, it's one of those classic things. It's not interesting yet, but you do feel like we could be, like a week from now, we'll go back and be like, wow, that was a crazy week. Look what happened in this market. Where, like, I could see Hardaway being 20 to 1 in a week. I could see Monk not being the favorite in a week. And I don't think it takes a lot to get there. It just hasn't happened yet. And I think we're all be like, we're waiting. 
Like anybody want to do anything different here? It just hasn't happened yet. We need um like Shaq told Damian Lillard basically like this is unacceptable right. what you guys are doing. We need Shaq like to tell Lillard it's time for you to start pumping up your guy for sixth man of the year. That's what has sure. to happen. Imagine if like Lillard and Giannis go on a PR campaign like and they win like 54 games. But Giannis is like Thanasis should win. He should be sixth man of the year. I gotta tell you, you did a shame I hate God Giannis. Great. I've, yeah. I've, tur I've turned on Giannis big time here. Except yeah. he's Greek, and I like that. All right. Uh, on the other side, we will don the bucket hats, and we will start talking win totals for the coming season in the AFC. We'll start with the reigning defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs, and we have a piece of breaking news to share about Kansas City. No, I'm not kidding. We'll tell you what it is next. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. All right, we're about to don the eight buckets. Buckethead. Ken already has this on. I'll put mine on in a second. If you want your, your own eight buckets bucket hat you better you bet shop.com. In addition to all You Better You Bet merchandise can be found at You Better You Bet Dot. Com. All right, all our bets for tonight are coming up in the final hour, the power hour of the show. We'll get some golf bets from our pal Ryan Noonan coming up in the final hour, power hour of the show. But until then, ton of National Football League discussion. Uh, Jake has informed us that we had some music that we played during Eight Buckets last summer. Jake, just like, just play it here and let's see if we recognize this. <laughs> I guess this was it, right? Sure. Isn't this, isn't this okay. market sweep? I don't know. It's kind of whatever. Yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. We can play it. Yeah. Yeah. Does it suck? I don't have anything else to play. Yeah, kind of. How about, how about this? Jake, bring the music down. How about this? This is what we need to do at some point. Like, maybe we do it next week, but at some point soon, we need to take, like, an hour or, like, two segments, and we need to get new music on the show. Badly. We gotta, we gotta we, like, uh, spruce things up a little bit. Why don't we, we set a spring date? spring cleaning. So, so Friday is the first. Let's call it, like, the 7th, like the 6th or the 7th. Do so, like, ne cleaning? next Wednesday or next Thursday. Yeah. Yes, we need we need yeah. to do some spring cleaning here with the imaging on the show. Badly. There you go. It's starting to get warm All outside. Right. need to reshuffle the music library. These two things go hand in hand. This is perfect. All right, awesome. Okay, so I am going to now don... The eight buckets bucket yeah. hat, which I think is too big for my head. But, but here it is. Yeah, I had to. Right. Mine is like mine sitting up. Like I have to like pull it in a certain way because it's like otherwise it would pull down over my eyes. I mean, I I look like I should like like I'm a witch or something with this. It's huge well, on my look head. Like, I look like a Darth Vader. Some of the renditions of Batman. Yeah, so. I look like I, totally, I look like Darth. It's like a Darth Vader helmet. Or like, right. you know what? I look like Rick Moranis in Spaceballs more so than Darth like, Vader. But this yeah, huge there's, there's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of like a use the Schwartz going on there. Uh, a little bit of that, and also uh, the, what was the what was the movie with uh, Jennifer? I know what you did last summer. The fisherman hat with the hook. Yeah, it's a it's a terrible movie, but Jennifer Love Hewitt looks it's really good in it. The second one, they go to like a resort, and you'll never believe it, but like the same thing happens. It's like really that was crazy. Saying, like, yeah. and and that's what like I still can't believe what like I, I still know what you did last yeah, summer. Or... I still know, and I think uh, who's like that in thing that? you did last summer. We all still know. Like everyone <laughs> yeah, still knows. <laughs> there, was a, there was a thing last summer, 
and we still know about it. And we, yeah, we, you know, you know how much we know. We're gonna try to make another fifty million dollars off of how much we know. Um, yeah, just re- oh, Brandy is in that movie in the second one. Really pulled out all the stops. And, and then, uh, then she starred in the in the sequel, which was the girl, the boy is mine. Was the was the sequel? Right. <laughs> I know what you did last summer, and the boy is mine. Like, oh, I will okay. say, um, I don't think it's a particularly good. I'm not a big fan of movies like that to begin with, but as far as like movie titles go. I know what you did last summer is pretty pretty outstanding. It's pretty good. It's a little long, but it's not it's not too long. But it's a, like a little it's trending long, like a movie title. But you, is, but you should be really succinct. Yeah. I don't know. I think that one's it's not like the Bridges of Madison County. Like that. The, right. I know what you did last summer. Isn't it the same number of words? Right. <laughs> like Might be, but but, 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 but like okay. So I t- but yeah. so so I tell you like the movie is the Bridges of Madison County. You can come up with like right. nine things. Like the plot of this movie could be this. I know what you did right. last summer is pretty obvious. Like something terrible happened last summer, and I know what it is. I and I alone yeah. possess this information. Yeah. I know. It's a secret. And I. So I what know did they do? It, they were I like have this rusty hook. Yeah. Yeah. Were they like drunk driving and they like 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 uh. They were driving like hit someone and they with hit the car, right? Yeah, they hit like a drifter, and they never told anybody about it. They like drove. I think it was a hit and run, and uh, and then and then that that guy turns out to be a supernatural and, serial killer and murders yeah. people or whatever. Yeah, it's great, um, really uplifting. Be honest, if you were like seventeen years old and you hit a drifter with your car, and like the drifter, like because the body was gone, like they couldn't like find the body, right? They couldn't find it. They it got out. Like, yeah, Freddie Prince Jr. like gets out of the car and like looks around, right? Can't find it. Yeah. Would you would would you go to the authorities? And this is like the nineties also, so like there's no like yeah. the cell phone, whatever, there's no videos. Yeah, well but how about this? If I hit if I hit if I thought I hit somebody and I got out and there was no body, I might be you like keep going. I, what what happened? Yeah, like yeah, I might happened, then I'll correct. like not trust what I saw. Because it's it's a split second thing. Like I was driving to uh at like three in the morning when I was like twenty two years old. I was driving to Foxwoods at three in the morning, and when you go from Connecticut to Rhode Island to go to Foxwoods, you go through this like mountainous pass that goes like over. This is like where this the plot of this movie would take place on a on a highway like this, and uh, it was like three in the morning, and an, a hawk swooped in front of my car and I hit it with my head my tail light or my headlight rather, sorry, and. It didn't like like it just makes like a thud, but it shocks you because you're like there's nothing in front of you, and then all of a sudden there's this streak, and you hit it with your. So I like my car like kind of swerves a little bit, and then I like catch it, and it's fine. But you know like that that could have been a, like if that was a, if you was like no no that was a person, or if I thought I hit a person, you're like no it was a hawk. I'd be like well, I don't see a body. We'll just keep going to Foxwoods, you know. Yeah, well, let's see if it's a hawk. Like also yeah. like sorry sorry hawk. Sorry see hawk. Ya. Well, also it was also it was on its way to kill something else. Sorry buddy. Yeah. Food yeah. yeah, yeah, and look, like I don't even, I don't even like kill bugs. I don't even like to kill bugs. But oh, that to. being said, if I'm like 16, like and like there's no body, and I'd be you terrified. What do you do in that moment? I don't know. I don't know what I would do in that yeah. moment at age 16. Anyway, they made their uh, choice. Probably like try and probably knew. like try and yeah. probably t- t- try and hook up with Jennifer Love Hewitt would, would be my guess. Yeah, would be a pretty so good what idea. What are we trying to do? <laughs> what are we trying to do in that moment? Okay, uh, Nick and Ken here on you better you bet. Let's get to some AFC win totals here. We're going to start, and, and this we're going to call it eight buckets. There's actually two buckets, which will be like the joke. It's just our bucket hats. There is no bucket. Uh, we will start with Kansas City, and then we'll go down the line with the AFC East, and we'll go from there. But we'll start with the reigning defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. So we're going to try and like guess win totals right now to provide both us 
selfishly, and you, our listeners and viewers, with a framework of how to think about these things as we approach free agency and the NFL draft when the win total markets um, do, in fact, open. And I teased that we had some breaking news as it involved the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Tom Pelissero of NFL Media tweeting, or Jeremy Fowler, excuse me, of ESPN, tweeting moments ago that the Chiefs informed star cornerback Legarius Sneed that they're prepared to use the franchise tag on him and are open to consummate a trade if no long-term deal is reached. So basically saying, hey, like if we can't pay Legarius Sneed, like we'll consider trading him. And some teams could say that and you'd say, wow, that's really going to hurt them. Um, but then all those teams don't have Patrick Mahomes. But it's, a, it's, it's interesting. Also, if the Chiefs were to use the franchise tag, Ken, on Legarius Sneed, then they would not be able to use it, obviously, on Chris Jones. Kansas City might lose a number of, of stud defensive players this offseason, and I think that's kind of the story for the Chiefs this offseason, right? We could talk about who are they going to bring in to catch the football. Also, they won the Super Bowl last year with, like, Travis Kelsey, Rasheed Rice, and a bunch of curtain jerkin' jabronis. Chris Jones, Legarius Sneed, Drew Tranquil, Willie Gay, all free agents. They're not going to be able to bring all these guys back. So I think it's like one of the two, Jones or Snead, who's it going to be? Maybe it's neither. So I think that can kind of be the backdrop here, talking about the Chiefs and what we think their win total will be this coming season. Sure. I think that was a great, great framework. Uh, I have, because I, you know, you know me, I'm Mr. Mr. Numbers, Mr. Spreadsheets, Mr. Uh, Mr. Data. Just uh, with all these teams, I think just like as a refresher for people, Hey, like what they what they do last regular season. If I'm trying to come up with a win total number, it might be interesting to know what they did and like how they were viewed and how they finished and what the schedule is going to be like this year. Uh, so some particulars on Kansas City, who went 11 and six last year. So they won 11 games. Uh, their Pythagorean win expectation, which is just their points scored and allowed about how many wins should they have, was 10.8. So they played like an 11 win team. And they won 11 games. Uh, that was pretty low for the Mahomes era. Uh, they were a top 18 DVOA in offense and defense, but they were like seventh and eighth in those two things, respectively. Uh, and probably I would have to go back and check them. And I guess that's the first time the offense hasn't significantly outpaced the defense on a Mahomes team uh, since he's been on the Chiefs. The team that beat the Eagles last year, the offense was like light years ahead of the defense from a rating standpoint. Uh, and that didn't happen this past year. They were pretty equal. You could argue the defense was as impactful, really, even though Mahomes is so awesome. Uh, a couple things that we I only have to do once, but I'll, I'm going to mention them here about schedules. Um, because of the unbalanced 17 games, where obviously we used to play 16, now we play 17, every year it alternates which team will play more home games and uh, which conference will play more home games and more road games. So some years the AFC will play nine home games and eight road games. Some years, the NFC will play nine home games and eight road games. Why is that important? Because home field advantage is a quantifiable thing. And if you have more home games, you're more likely to win games than you are if you play more road games. There are also international games. And for some teams, including Jacksonville, when we get there, they get really screwed by this because the AFC this year is gets the short end of the stick, home field advantage-wise. The AFC will play every AFC team with one exception. Uh, right now, until they announce the international games, we'll play eight home games and nine road games, except for Jacksonville. They lose a home game because they hosted. They're the only AFC team that hosts an international game. They lose. They're like a. They play seven and like just that. You look at this on a sheet of paper. You go like, I don't know how this team's going to win any games. So anyway, all the AFC teams are eight nine, meaning they play eight home and nine road. So whatever your projection for them is probably have to lower it just a little bit they lose a home game versus some of their nfc counterparts and we can do all the cross matches and who kansas city plays and everything but nick just wanted to start there like 
afraid like because I, I what i did this for myself and i feel like if somebody was listening they'd want to do the same thing like look up some things about the team that are going to be interesting and, and helpful in generating a number what we think it's going to open at let's say in three weeks do you like what i did with my hat people that are not watching on video like, they can't uh, tell but it's I kind like of folded it up a scenario. little bit yeah because <laughs> like, i feel like it looks this hat's way too big on my head it's like it's like a, yeah. I, at some point you're not gonna be able to see my face it's gonna cover me up you alternate um, between right. gilligan and the villain from i think i know what you did last summer between those two things these are pretty <laughs> stark contrasts. I, I, yeah. I still know what you did last summer yeah you still do yeah i, I still I, I how could you forget um yeah. do you want to offer like an early guess here for for the chiefs yeah and, like, sure. even, if, if, they, if they lose all these guys does it even matter Right. Well, in terms of like what the win total number is, doesn't even matter. Right. It's uh, it's still Mahomes. They play a first place schedule basically every year. So like this year's schedule is a first place schedule like their uh, their first place cross matches are Buffalo and Houston, who are first place in the other divisions. Uh, they play the AFC North, which is the worst <sighs> division you can play of the seven uh, in terms of who you could draw. Now, the counterbalance to that, and we'll do that when we do teams, there isn't a division that got screwed this year or an easy one because the AFC North, like the like Kansas City will play the AFC North and they'll play the NFC South. So they play the most difficult and they play the easiest. So it does kind of balance each other out. There's not like a really easy, really tough schedule out there. And their their bonus game, Kansas City, their bonus game, Super Bowl rematch. Niners, that's the extra opponent for them. Absolutely love it. On the other side, our number three, we will roll through Kansas City's win total, and then we'll go to the AFC East and we'll hit as many teams as we can in the American Football Conference. Eight buckets rolls on next. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. <laughs> 